indeed to the one who is and was and to the one who is coming again. Let us pray. Holy God, grant now that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be found acceptable in your sight. You who are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the living one. Amen. It all starts with God. It all revolves around God. It's all hastening toward God. But then there's all the in-between. Beginnings and endings are thrilling. The Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the leadoff hitter and the hero hitting the home run in the bottom of the ninth, the once upon a time and the happily ever after, the grand opening and the going out of business sale. From the IPO to the closing bell, from the inauguration to the days as a lame duck, from the opening curtain to the grand finale, from the birth announcement to the last rites. Indeed, from the womb to the tomb, you and I find great reason to celebrate beginnings, and we even find reason to celebrate endings. But the reality of life is we live most of our days in between. On the in-between, ordinary, mundane distance between the alpha and the omega, between the beginning and the end, the first and the last, is the midst of our living. Think for a moment about how much energy, effort, imagination, and love we pour into the celebration every year of the birth of Jesus Christ. Think about it. Think about how much time and talent and planning goes into the celebration of Christmas. The sanctuary is hung with festive greens. They are gone now. We order extra flowers. They are gone now too. We plan extra worship services. We buy special outfits. We run ourselves ragged trying to get to all the parties and visit all the relatives. And then if you will note, we do the same thing during the week in which we celebrate the Lord's death and end, and for those who know the truth, the real beginning. We celebrate beginnings and we celebrate endings, but we live in between. This is the day that the Lord has made, says the scriptures. This is the day that the Lord has made. And then it says what? Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. This day. Yes, absolutely. God made yesterday and all the yesterdays behind yesterday. And God promises that he is going to make tomorrow and all the tomorrows that will follow it. But this, this day, this is the day that is promised us right now. This is the day that God has given us as a gift to live right now. This day, this ordinary in-between day. This day, most days are like this day. Most days are not the first day of the year. Most days are not Christmas. Most days are in-between days, days like today. I think that somehow 
we got ourselves convinced that the only things that are worth celebrating in life are things that happen at the beginning or things that we should acknowledge are endings. I'm going to advocate to you today that we start celebrating in between because this is the day that the Lord has made. And this is the day, Lord only knows, but this may be the day that the Lord makes good on those promises. Those promises revealed to us through the prophets of old. Those promises revealed to us in the book of Revelation. Who knows but that today might not be the last day. Who knows but that today might not be the day that the Lord arrives rolling in on clouds so that all may see him. Who knows? Today could be that day. But that's not what's on our calendars today, because today's just an ordinary day. It's just January 8th, ordinary day, in-between day, no celebration planned. Let's not be getting too excited. Ordinary, average, in-between day. Just settle down up there, preacher. My hope is that instead of thinking of today and every other day that is a, this is the day that the Lord has made, even though it has no special name, that this day, every ordinary in-between day, we can begin to acknowledge is a day in celebration of the already and a day in celebration of the not yet. That's what it means to live on an in-between day. It means to live between the already and the not yet. We are already living in the year 2006. Yes? Freaks us out a little bit. 2006 sounds like a lot of years. Some of you still clinging desperately to the former century, but we're going to drag you kicking and screaming into this one. We're six years into it now. It's time to come along. We're already in the midst of it. Well, maybe not yet all of us. We are already, by the claim of Jesus Christ, we are already one body. We are already one people. But most of us experience the not yet reality of the family of faith. We are not yet fully knit together as the brothers and sisters in Christ are called to be. We are already engaged in mission and ministry, no doubt about it. But we are not yet doing all that we might be doing because every member of this body is not yet fully engaged in the ministry that God has called them to. So we are already doing great things, but we are not yet doing all that we might do because some of you have not yet claimed the ministry that God has called you to in this life. We are indeed already alive, but I will argue that None of us is yet all that we might be. We are, look around, already successful by the standards of the world. But I dare say that we are not yet significant in terms of the net worth that God is looking for among fishers of men. We are already, many of us, in highly committed relationships. But my guess is that those relationships are not yet all that even you hope they would be. Today, ordinary, in-between day. But it is a day that is in-between 
the already and the not yet. As Christians, living in between, in the midst of the already and the not yet, embraces the reality that the climax of God's salvation history, that the act of God in Jesus Christ upon the cross, that that climax of salvation history has already occurred. This might be an ordinary day, you say. Well, this is a day far less ordinary than if it had happened on the other side of Calvary. This day is far less ordinary for those who know what happened upon that cross and then what happened in that grave. Indeed, for those who already know what's happening now by the power of Jesus Christ at work on our behalf. You might think that today is ordinary. But it is far less ordinary because Jesus Christ has already done for us what we could not do for ourselves. God has already done everything that is necessary for our salvation. That means that today, on this ordinary in-between day, we live with the full knowledge of the already of our salvation. It has already been accomplished. Okay, that should make you smile or at least perk up a little bit. All right? This is not an ordinary day. This is not a day like the disciples standing around wringing their hands, wondering whether or not what Jesus said he was going to do in giving his life as an atoning sacrifice, whether or not it really worked, whether or not God was going to actually raise him up to newness of life. You and I live on the right side of Easter. We know it already happened. Okay, that should leave us a little more excited than this. <laughs> a little joy. We not only live on the already side of salvation, we also live with a great expectation and hope for the not yet that God has promised. Jesus Christ came. Yes, indeed, and we celebrate that. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he comes continuously every day. And then there's this great not yet promise. And that is that he is coming again. It is declared to us in Revelation without any hesitation. It is declared by the Lord himself that he, in the fullness of time, that he will come again and take us to himself. Now that has not yet happened, but we live with an expectant hope that it will. The not yet is the reality that the one who is the alpha, the one who is the beginning, the one who is the first, is indeed also the omega, the one who is the last, the one who is the end. The not yet is the reality that the person of Christ present at creation, the person of Christ conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, the person of Christ who lived among us on the earth, that the person of Christ who suffered under Pontius Pilate, that the person of Christ who died upon a cross in Calvary, that the person of Christ who rose from death to newness of life on Easter morning, that the person of Christ who ascended into heaven and sits right now at the right hand of God the Father, that indeed that same Christ is coming again. Not yet, 
Scripture says, soon, soon the day is coming. Soon, not yet, but soon. Guess what? That makes today a lot less ordinary than yesterday. Do you know why? Because no matter when soon is in God's timeline, I guarantee you that today is one day closer to it than yesterday was. Doesn't that make today less ordinary even than yesterday? Another, frankly, in-between ordinary day. But today's even less ordinary than yesterday because today is one day closer to the not yet. The not yet is the promise that this is not how it's always going to be. The not yet is the promise that the kingdom of Jesus Christ instituted by him when he came to this earth is indeed not yet fully realized. The not yet is the hope of salvation, not only for humankind, but for the redemption of creation itself. It has not happened yet, but it will. The not yet is the omega, it is the end. Today is far less ordinary than it would be if God had not revealed to us the end. We aren't just a people who look back with gratitude and thanksgiving for all that God has done. We are a people because God has laid his promises out to us. We are a people who live with an expectant hope of what God still intends to do. Ordinary day. The day that lies between the already and the not yet. A table. A table that frankly lies between the already and the not yet. At this table, we celebrate what God has already done for us in Jesus Christ. We celebrate here looking back, looking back to the Last Supper, looking back to the institution of this meal, looking back to the sacrifice of one for the many. We gather at this table looking forward to the not yet. We gather because this is a celebration of who Christ is is and what Christ has done. And this is a celebration of what Christ promises us in the future. This is a table where we remember that Christ sat down together with his disciples and broke bread with them. And this is a table where we look forward to the banquet that is already prepared for us in the kingdom of heaven where we're going to sit down at table, not just with our friends or the members of our particular congregation, but where we're going to sit down at table together with Christians of every time and place, every nation of the earth, every generation, and where Jesus Christ himself is going to be seated as the host. We are already gathered together to worship him. But we do not yet do that as fully as one day we will. Even in our worship, we experience the in-between ordinary reality of the already and the not yet. If you already claim Jesus Christ as your own, and you already know that he has claimed you as his own, you are welcome here because this is the Lord's table. Here he is the host. All who believe and put their trust in him are welcome here. Let us pray. Holy God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, take these common elements of bread and wine and grant that they may be for each one of us, symbolic of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Indeed, the one who is the Alpha and the Omega, our beginning and our end. In his name we pray.
Amen.